Hi, it's uh, Manuel Judice here and welcome to the first episode. Uh, this is the podcast uh, Leading Your Change Initiative. And uh, today I uh, want to talk about, briefly introduce myself and, you know, my background, the reason for me, um, you know, recording this podcast, but also share a little bit of all my, my insights, my views and, and what I believe is quite effective when looking at organization that drive business change and they can struggle with it, they're sure what good looks like, they, they've tried a, lot, a bunch of different things, where they've hired consultants, they've hired professionals, change managers, change leaders, they build a change capability, but they see over and over again that the initiative struggles that it doesn't deliver on time and on budget. People don't don't get it. It almost feels very transactional. The technology teams, they they basically do not understand what the requirements are and they 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 create technology that sometimes isn't fit for purpose. It doesn't deliver on the the features that are wanted and needed. Um, there's frustrations and people leave. So uh, over the last seven and a half years, I've supported business change initiatives, innovation initiatives, technology-enabled business change projects. And across a variety of industries, I'm talking about first moving consumer goods, online and offline marketing, um, um, uh, academic education, and uh, oil and gas, and um, manufacturing, um, among others. And what, what I found is that the, um, there, there are commonalities and, and struggles uh, that I've, I've over, the time, over, over, the, over the years of starting mapping out. So the question I was trying to answer is, what, it is, what, what, what are the top three challenges? If we were to group them together, right? What are the top three top uh, three challenges that every single project, every single program of work, every single portfolio of change uh, is kind of you know bumping into? What what are the challenges that they see day and day in and day out? Uh, currently, a little bit more about myself is I've currently work. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a business change consultant, and I currently work with new leaders and established leaders in charge of a progress of change and usually these are innovation initiatives with budgets between one and 15 million dollars so quite you know up to quite large uh, projects uh, these are international projects and most likely uh, i'm based here in london so uh, most effectively so most uh, most likely these are either uk or us based um, um, co- companies and and they've they've made strategic investments you know they have very clear visions we're talking about salesforce.com we're talking about large-scale systems implementations we're talking about um, office 365 implementations digital content and transformations we're talking about you know upskilling or um, kind of an, in ensuring that through technology we bring tangible benefit to to the corporations now um, what I want to really dive into as a kind of to set the scene also as the first episode uh, of, of the podcast what I'm really want to wanted to dive into is the um, the the simplification or the demystification, if you will, uh, of the concept that you know, business change is complex. It's complicated, right? And it's um it's a it's a hodgepodge of views, and it feels wrong, and it feels uh, frustrating, and it feels 
cynical and and people don't trust each other and technology doesn't work and things you know um, projects get delayed time and time again and people leave and there's almost an element of you know this isn't working this isn't working we've invested but this is not what we what we expected to see at the end of it uh, i believe that one of the key reasons for that is that see business change is seen as this complex uh, kind of monstrous or almost process of you know creating change and in my experience i don't believe that is the case now a little bit more about myself i have I have uh, I grew up in a in a family of, of small entrepreneurs. Um, they had um, initially so my extended family. So I, I live both with my parents as well as my grandparents in in a small town, nine thousand people. But then um, they they had their own businesses effectively, and one was a shoe factory, um, and it was twenty years ago, let's say, and the other one. Uh, was uh, is still still running. It's kind of a, an hospitality business. It's a touristic area in, in in the southern part of Italy. And what I found is when you when you actually work in a in a small business, everything that is non-essential gets stripped away. Right? So at the end of the day, you need to provide the services. You're really talking. Your clients are knocking on your door. They're coming in, and they're asking you. You know, you've you are a business. That's what we need. That's how we want the the shoes to be designed. Like, right? This is what we want the, you know, the 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 dining experience to look like. And if they're not happy, I'll come and tell you, right? And based on that customer experience, you actually work back from it, right? He says you work all your way back from it, and you 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 design and develop your business to meet those customers' needs, right? It's quite simple. So you change your dining experience. Maybe the wedding service might be might need to be a bit different. Um, you might need to have a designer designs a different types of shoes. You might target to a different audience. Um, you know the accountant. You need maybe you need support in accounting services and and a different life, different type of skill set, right? But everything that the point I'm trying to make here is really drive you back from the. Um, what your clients, what your customers want, what it is that you know they they are expected for you to provide, and what I find is that um, um, my uh, I've moved on from from family businesses. Um, so I think it was 14, 15 years ago. I went to university. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, certified, and I have a, a degree, a, a business of science, and a, and a, a master's in marketing, international management, and a degree in organizational psychology. Um, so this is what I kind of got to to cut my interest years and years later. After you know, I left my family business, is that organizations and large size organizations. Um, uh, Conceptually, they work exactly the same way as a small business, right? Um, and the the only difference is that the client base is located. It could be an external client base. You know, we we're serving clients. We, um, you know, we we are manif- we are. We are we were a brewer and you know we make beer and there are certain you know targets and the clients there's external clients that prefer a t- certain type of ale to another um but and you also have internal customers 
And the focus on what I'm going to be zooming in with this uh, podcast is your internal customers. Uh, what I see is that uh, um, technology has become a key component of big and multinational corporations. And, and when it comes down to business change initiatives, I work with new, as, as I was saying before, I work with new and established leaders, uh, program sponsors, head of change, head of transformation, chief information officer, they deliver teams specifically, right, more in, on the ground of things. What I found is that um, there is a, a lack of focus on what good looks like from your internal customers whenever you develop and deploy technology. I'm talking about uh, large, large-scale systems implementations, and I'm talking about global um, financial reporting systems. Uh, you know, Hyperion is one of the, th- the you know the systems and the platforms I can think of. I'm talking about service um, 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 cloud services, for example, uh, digital transformation, streamlining, and internal reorganizations, uh, simplifications, you know, making sure we move away from um, manual processes to kind of automatic processes and allow our people to focus on decision making. Talking also about Salesforce.com. These are an example I've given you of projects that I've supported over time. So what's um, one of the biggest challenges I see business change initiatives um, face is that we don't know who, who the client is, who the internal client is. We don't know what they want. and We don't know what success looks like. At a leadership level, everyone knows what the you know the vision is. We know, we know what we we need to increase profit and effectively you know achieve operational efficiencies, control efficiencies, financial efficiencies, give our give ourselves the ability to make better decision, uh, inform decision making, let's say, right? And and from from a strategic perspective, it makes sense to people and the leaders that are investing in the initiative. But in my experience, what actually happens is that when it comes down to implementing the large-scale projects things don't work out they hardly ever work out and and that's a process is a massive problem because unless you know what your clients want because you want them to to adopt your change they want to adapt your technology the technology you're introducing will effectively change the way they do things every single day but if you don't understand it, if you don't understand what drives it, what motivates them, there is no amount of, you know, letting them know, email, email showed out, newsletter, that will actually, you know, address that need. There is a very small chance that you're going to have that business on board. It is not going to happen. So um, the challenge that I want to bring out and the view that I want to bring out into this uh, podcast and the series of episodes that I've been recording is the one of um, simplifying business change. Would does success look like? In my experience, any change sponsor, business change um, owner, um, um, be it whichever area of the business that you know that person might be, you know, um, responsible for. Uh, in my experience, effectively, the three things the business change initiative should do. Right, a little kind of close here. I'm not talking about change management at all. Change management is a component of it. This is a bit of a misstatement. Obviously, change. I'll be talking about change management sometimes, but this is in the context of in the view of how to make your initiative successful. In my experience, there are three things that any um, any any investment in technology has to do. Number one, you need to develop a technology that is fit for purpose. We have unique, you have unique selling propositions, which is basically why you bought the technology in the first place. You need 
SAP um, system, the HANA system, to ensure that the information within your business circulates in a way that is transparent but also immediate. Now, and that is that is what the technology is going to do. But what that is going to allow your business to do, very very hardly that gets phased out. Now, the to going back to my point, there are three things that the um, uh, the any 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 leader that I work with actually want. Number one, the technology that is built and delivered is fit for purpose. Has is develops the right functionality. It develops the right features and develops the right functionality and features for the right people. And these are usually segmented in organization, the entirety of your organizations, different groups within your organization. But the benefits always have to be tailored to the specific group. Now, okay, so number one was build and develop a fit-for-purpose technology. Number two is do it on time. Do it on time and do it on budget. Now, this might be a challenge for most organizations that are transitioning from a waterfall type of delivery model into an agile delivery model. And and I understand that. However, the the cost of delaying your initiative because of lack of accountability, for example, because of a lack of clarity over what are the key business deliverables, uh, the cost is massive. I've seen business uh, change initiatives being delayed by months, uh, even more than like years at times, right? That's incredibly expensive. So that's the second thing that sponsors really want, deliver on time and on budget. And number three, they want to deliver in a way whereby the business is bought into your initiative. They understand it, they get it, they want to be part of it. They know how to utilize it. They know how to use the system. And possibly if we can also get excited by it, right? This is uh, an organization that's forward looking, looking into the future. I want to drive, you know, innovation. I want to develop and evolve as the times go by. So these are the three components of the three patterns, the three reoccurring patterns that I have gathered over the years through countless conversations with project teams, program teams, uh, leaders, head of change in businesses. Um, I also, as a, as a change consultant, I'm also developing a business whereby we, we actually work towards fulfilling the three components of, of business change. My my big game, I'm really passionate about this subject, and that's the reason why I've decided to set up this podcast. My big aim is to really um, help organizations develop a sound and strong change capability with the right skill sets, the right people, and the right processes. Right? You need to follow a process in order to have your business on board. You need to be business-oriented, business outcome-oriented. And, and by building a change capability, then you, can, you, are be able to, you will be able to utilize it across any of your projects. It's not just a one-off. You bring a, you know, a change consultant, a change manager, and he does it, and then walks away. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And most of the time, it's a, it's a real challenge because the context has been missed, the context or the culture of the organization. But my, my personal big game is having seen a lot of frustrations, having seen a lot of what doesn't work, is to really help those leaders to develop a strong change capability. And that could look like very differently from company to another. You have a project team, you might have a delivery team, a program team, uh, you know, an executive team, whoever gets involved into translating the strategies to the execution. This is what I call, um, you know, change team. You'll hear my, me saying that multiple times during, during the podcast. So, 
so my big game is to really, you know, help organization build that capability. And as a result of that, obviously, you know, business and business change doesn't have to feel as frustrating and negative and, you know, finger pointing. The transition might not be easy, but I believe it is possible. There is, it is possible to, you know, shift away businesses and organizations that invest in technology, how they utilize it and utilize it to as 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 a way to um, unlock value right technology in itself is not valuable has little or no value technology is an enabler of value from a from a from a leadership perspective these are our core metrics financial metrics cost metrics efficiency metrics from your business perspective these are operational daily benefits so um, a little bit of a longer um longer recording first episode i uh, just wanted to give a bit of a background my personal background you know what it is that i'm up to and i really hope you start enjoying the um the episode that i'll be recording and i love to hear your feedback and i love to hear you know insights if any of this resonates with you and um yeah and see you know if, if this is this stuff can be also helpful you know you can go and apply directly to uh, to your business to your to your change teams So for now, thank you for listening and uh, yeah, have a great rest of the week.